Topic with Mike and JD. I'm JD. And I'm Mike. And welcome to the show. So today we're going to talk about The Mandalorian Season 3. <laughs> Otherwise known as the Book of Boba Fett. Oh, I saw... Yes. So as usual, we'll have a non-spoiler discussion before giving a big spoiler warning and going into spoilers. So, for the non-spoiler part, I have extremely mixed feelings about this show. Like, as season three of The Mandalorian, I like it. As a show that's supposed to be about Boba Fett. I do not like it because it is not a show about Boba Fett. At least not a large chunk of it. What's your general opinion of it? Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. Um, I mean, let me preface this by saying, like, I went into this show with very low expectations because I have never been a kick person. Like, I am a diehard Star Wars fan, as anyone who's seen the previous episodes of the show can, can attest. But I just never cared about Boba Fett. Like, yeah, he has cool armor and he, like, looks awesome. But, like, he never does anything in the original trilogy. And, like, yeah, he, like, does some cool stuff in some of the, like, Legends books. But, I don't know. He just was never a character that appealed to me. So when they said, oh, he's getting his own show, I was like, okay, well, I liked him in that small dose of, you know, that one Mandalorian episode. So I'm like, maybe, maybe this could be a cool show. So I had low very expectations going in. Mm. But then, basically what you said is my overall feelings... Every episode I felt like had a cool moment where I was like, wow, this is like a cool Star Wars moment. But like, as a whole package, it just was, it didn't add up to anything. Um, I felt like it, it, it couldn't decide what it wanted to be. Like, part of it was like, felt, Very like, much, felt yeah. like the Mandalorian. Part of it was this other side story. You know, uh, the robert rodriguez kept saying oh this story is it's the star wars version of the godfather and that absolutely never happened for me uh, not just in terms of quality but yeah. just like i didn't like I, if you asked me to summarize the story of this uh i couldn't even really tell you what it was because i and you know yeah. we'll talk about more in spoilers but i don't even know who the character of boba fett is like I, I couldn't even tell you what traits define the character of Boba Fett. And after having watched, you know, seven hour long episodes of the show, I feel like I should have a grasp on who the character of Boba Fett is and what he wants. But that's just my loose thoughts. So, like, much like you, yeah. I think I'm happy it exists because it has some really cool moments. But as a standalone show, and in fact, we'll get into it in spoilers, I actually think it retroactively makes parts of the Mandalorian worse. So I think it's a net negative, even though it was a really cool show. Yeah, like, and, I mean, like, great acting overall. Like, Kimo Morrison, his performance was fine. Like, what he was given with, he worked fine. And Ming Nan Wen is just, Ming Nan Wen is a legend. Ming Nan Wen is absolutely per perfect in what she's given. But even her, like, She's, she's awesome. Her character is awesome, but we don't know anything really about her character. Like, it's a, like, there's no meat, like, a lot, like, I guess, like, they give us a lot, like, it, it's actually, in a way, kind of fitting, because 
how Boba Fett is this character that hasn't, like you said before, he looks cool, and that's all there was originally to him, and that's what a lot of the show kind of was, like, like a lot of things that look cool, but like, no real substance to it. Exactly. So, in a way, it's, it's kind of fitting. <laughs> and though, I, I do hate, though, how people are saying, like, oh, they ruined Boba Fett. It's like, yes, he has some personality in the expanded universe, but in the original trilogy, Boba Fett has no personality. People like to assign their own personality to him, but that's not canon. That's what you think of him. Canon-wise, the original trilogy, he's nothing. He just, he might as well be a droid. Does he, is he a cool-looking droid? Yes, but he has no feelings, he has no emotion. So I am fi fine with the person that, like, now that they try to give to him, like, okay, but people are like, oh, he should have been more of an anti-hero. Like, I was fine with him being an overall good person. Uh, I was just, they just didn't give him enough, like, well, defining moments to show that. Like, well, like I was fine with, the, with what the goal was. I just don't feel they portrayed that goal right, I guess is the way I would put it. Right. I, I don't want to go too much into spoilers yet, but yeah, my mm. I, I agree with you. I think my problem was that I didn't feel anything from him. Like, uh, so, like you said, Tamara Morrison, awesome. I love him as an actor. I thought he portrayed everything really well. So this is not on him. Just the writing. Yeah. Um, exactly. Like, just this character seems completely incongruous with the little that we do know about Boba Fett. Like, I'm fine with, you know, any personality they give him because you can't have an entire series based around a character that doesn't say anything. But mm. I just felt like they made him a heroic character, but then they didn't take him on a journey to get there. Like, he goes on a journey, in the mm. but I didn't feel a redemptive arc at all. It was just like, okay, like, he comes out... I mean, I, I don't think it's a spoiler alert to say he gets out of the Sarlacc pit because that's where we left him. No, that's not a spoiler. Um, that's not a spoiler. But, you know, he gets out of the Sarlacc pit and then he's just a good guy. He's just an honorable man. And he keeps saying, like, again, this is in the trailers. He's like, I'm going to be a crime lord. I'm going to be a... You can't, I'm going to rule with respect as a crime lord. And it just... I, I don't know. Uh, he seems like a good person, but he used to work for Darth Vader and, like you know, has a Wookiee pelt on, like, his, you know, like, hanging off of his, like, braided thing from his original armor. I don't know, it just seems like, okay, I wish if he was like, oh, you know, I got out of the pit and, like, I took a hard look in the mirror and I realized I used to be a terrible person and now I want to be good. Like, I'm like, okay, that's an interesting story of a guy who used to be mm. terrible and then he realized he had a near-death experience and he realized he wanted to be a good person. But that's not what this is. He's just good. He just He's just a good mm. person. And I, I never felt yeah, like... Yeah, I get what you're and saying. And only one character in the entire show, um, who, who is, like, I guess the main villain, is the only character to ever reference the fact that he did used to be a terrible person. Everyone else just treats him as a straight-up mm. good guy. So that's that was my only problem. Yeah. It's like if he was gonna be a good guy, I wanted to see him evolve from that cold-blooded bounty hunter into this honorable warrior instead of just being fully formed, kind of at, right out of the mm. Sarlacc pit. Alright, so that sets up something that I wanted to discuss. But now we have to go into spoilers to do that. So 
Spoiler warning, warning, we're gonna spoil the entire series, so if you haven't seen it yet and you want to, don't watch the rest of the vi video. Okay, so now that that's out of the way, like, and I 100% agree with you saying, and they do set, like, start to set it up with its time of the Tusken Raiders, they start to set it up, but they, they never go through with it. Like, also because, like, he has, like, the Tusken Raiders, his time with the Tusken Raiders seems like this big defining moment for him. Then they all die. And that was just kind of it. Like, they died, and he was like, yeah, they're dead. Like, he didn't even personally seek revenge against them when he found out that it was these people. He let uh, Fennec go after them. It was just, yeah, like, they, it was a great setup that they didn't, Fulfilled Wolf, though. Right, well, like... That about how... Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you, yeah. Like, it could have explained why he became more heroic, especially when, like... Because the Tusken Raiders have also often been portrayed as savages, you know, these... Basically, they've been portrayed as either unintelligent or just downright evil creatures. It's only lately that there's been a lot more nuance in their portrayal. And, like, this added... I like this, and it's like, these people who everyone views as savages, they helped me. Like, these are good people, despite what people think about them. So just because people think I'm a bad guy doesn't mean I actually have to be a bad guy. Right. I would I love to actually see that on screen. It's funny, like, you know, you, you wouldn't think, like, the I, the second episode, I think, is one of the strongest episodes in the show, because, you know, I just, you completely don't expect where this is going, and then the Tusking Raiders are so interesting, and I'm like, wow, this whole, like, idea that they have, like, a tribal right to Tatooine, because they were there when it used to be, like, rich with oceans, and, like, that's all really interesting. Mm -hmm. They made me care about Tusken Raiders, who are, like you know, background danger from, like, earlier movies, you know. Um, mm. And it really gives you a little bit more pathos when you go back and watch episode two and Anakin, like, slaughters Especially, a bunch of... Especially, yes. When he goes and slaughters the Tusken Raiders, like, when you think of them as, like, mindless creatures, then it's just like, ah, oh, whatever he, like, I mean, not whatever, but, like, it's more like he's killing animals, which is cruel, but it, it, it gives you a lot more pathos when you see them as, like, real characters that are murdered. Exactly. Um, and so I thought that was really cool, and especially when I heard some of the behind-the-scenes things, like Tamara Morrison brought a lot of his, like, uh, culture to, like, that tribal dance they do uh, when he built the gaffy stick. Even the weird, like, That's cool. you know, vision quests, he gets high and, like, makes his gaffy stick. Like, it was all really cool. I, I liked it. And then, you're, you're right, they just die, and then they kind of move on from that. But I, I just... Yeah. There are two moments. First, Fennec around the campfire, and then later, you know, um, Cad Bane. Now that we're in spoilers, I can say Cad Bane is a major villain yeah. here. Uh, which, be by the way, beautifully rendered in live action. Um, yeah, well, actually, I just want to say something about that. Like, there was some, like, oh, people, oh, I'm fixing him to look more like he did in the Clone Wars. But uh, And uh, this is not my original thought, but people pointed out that he looks different because... Of course he looks different. Clone Wars was stylized animation. Like, if you look at the Count Dooku biggest de perfect yeah, example. His forehead. His head, head is not not a realistic proportion. So it's like... So, like, that just... 
you know, kind of a, like shows the more annoying side of the fandom. It's like, oh, he doesn't look exactly the same. It's like, of course he doesn't. This is live action. Turning an, a live action, you know, from animation. They're not going to look exactly the same. It's not like they, oh, let's make him purple instead. Right. They kept all the defining features. They just, you know, shifted some things around to make it look better in live actions. Yeah, that... But anyway, go on. No, that, I mean, that could have looked really silly, and the fact that it didn't, it was awesome. <laughs> and also, I mean, yeah. not for nothing, Cad Bane is 70 now, so, like, who knows how Duros's age. Maybe they look, like, different when they get older. Um, that is a very valid point. But... To my original point, like, at one point, Fennec says, like, oh, what do you want? And, like, later, Cat Bane says, like, what's your angle? And th those moments, I kind of, like, perked up a little bit. I'm like, oh, if we finally get to figure it out. But he kind of answer gives, like, non-answers. He says, like, oh, I don't want to work for idiots anymore. And I, like, I learned the value of, like, family. But, like, being a crime lord is such, like, a specific thing that, like... Why yeah. Why did he want to be a crime lord? Why did he want to be the crime lord of Jabba's place? Like, did he feel like, oh... And then at one point he's like, oh, I want to get revenge on Bib Fortuna who betrayed me. When did Bib Fortuna... But how did Bib betray him? When did Bib betray him? Yeah. He fell into the Sarlacc pit. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like his bitterness against Bib Fortuna was kind of unexpected. When Bib Fortuna... I mean, you could say he was out of fear, but when Big Fortuna saw him, he was like, Hey, Boba, you're alive! And then Boba just kills him. It's like... I'm not saying I feel bad for Big Fortuna, because... Like, one, he's a, a nobody character, but two, he's not a good person. So I don't feel bad for him, but like... Yeah, he's getting like... Giving him like an unfair, like... Oh, he was mean to me. It was like... No, he wasn't. He just thought you were dead, like everyone did. Did I? So yeah, he kept your ship because he's like, he's dead. He has no family. I'm not gonna let the ship go to waste. Yeah, exactly. So I just, I wish I knew why he wanted to be a crime lord. And in what way is he even a crime lord? Like, we don't see him do any crime lord related things. Like... Except for collect payments. That's it. That's he collects... His protection fees. He collects protection fees, but like... And that's it. Yeah, and he, like, forces them to get, like, that one guy to give water to, like, the street gangs. Uh, but, like, I... Yeah, but really, he really, he's he's the government. He's charging taxes, making people set right, bail prices. He's really just being a government. Yeah, like, see, he's not being a crime lord. He was more like he's being the mayor than the actual mayor. Exactly. The mayor was more of a crime lord than Boba Fett was. So that's why I didn't really I didn't really understand this like idea, and especially like when later on other characters get involved with like, you know, between Mando and the other people, and they're like, oh yeah, we got to help Boba Fett. Like, why? Like, so he can be a crime lord? Like, Jabba was awful. Like, just because Boba Fett is like less awful, I guess. Uh, I just I just didn't understand why. Like. Everything that happened was cool. I just didn't understand why any character was acting the way they were. You know? And then just my last point, and then I'll throw it back to you, is, like, yeah, just it. every conversation felt just very scripted, like, okay, this needs to happen because I wrote it this way. Like, you know, characters like the Hut twins were introduced, and then they went away, and then, like, 
you know. Yeah, well, what was that point? What was the point what of that? What was the point of that? You know, like, uh, you know, Black Chrysanthemum, like, was like, oh, I'm going to kill you, Boba Fett, and now I'm going to rip the arms off this Trandoshan, and I guess then I'm going to join you because you didn't kill me. I just, I didn't feel like I, any character was behaving like a three-dimensional character. They were just doing yeah. the plot of the Book of Boba Fett. And what even was the Pike Syndicate? Like, well, what were they? Why was everybody so afraid of them? Why did the Hut leave Tatooine because of them? Right, like... Like, what the heck were they? I, like, I know, I, I haven't watched the Clone Wars in a very long time, but I know they were, like, from the Clone Wars. But I know there was a lot of speculation early on about like, oh, maybe like Kira and the Black, uh, you know, the Crimson Dawn's gonna show up or something. And and I was just like, oh yeah, hundred percent. Like, there's no way they'd make the Pike Syndicate like the final boss of the Book of Boba Fett. But no, they were. They were the Pike Syndicate was like the big nemesis of Boba Fett. And I'm like, okay, I guess they're random fish people who everyone's scared of. But, like, the Hut Cartel seemed so much scarier than the Pikes. Yeah. And, literally, they weren't even that scary. Like, when we first... Like, I actually did not realize that the fish people were the Pikes. Like, wait, like, I'm like, wait, that guy? He's the big bad? Because, like, he seemed so not a threat when he's like, hey, yeah, I'll either pay the Sand people or I'll pay the Biker Gang. I'm just not paying both of them. I'm like... Okay, that's a reasonable criminal. Like, I'm only paying one set of protection fees. That's like he didn't seem like this big bad. Like, if the Pike Syndicate is supposed to be so bad, why is he paying any protection fees? Right. Like, how are these the big bads? Why are the Huts even afraid of them? Like, it made no sense. Right when when they were when the Huts like were like, oh, we didn't realize that someone else had a claim. I'm like, oh yeah, it's got to be like Darth Maul or. Or somebody, like, crazy high up the food chain that, like, even the Huts are scared. But it was just the Pikes. Yeah. And then, I don't know why the Huts were, like, apologized for, like, trying to kill Boba Fett. And they're like, oh, we're sorry. Here, have this Rancor. And I was like, okay, yeah. I get that you want to introduce the Rancor as a concept because it's cool to see Boba Fett riding a Rancor. But, like, I don't know. It just felt like nothing happened for a reason. It just happened. Yeah. And speaking of Rancor, one, I do love, like, the whole, whole idea, idea that, to me, I mean, they're basically pit bulls. Like, oh, they're good at fighting, that's what they're known for, but they're actually really peaceful. I love that idea, that... Perfectly... I love that uh, idea about them. Perfectly delivered by Danny Trejo. <laughs> yes. Who actually loves pit bulls, so it's, it's perfectly all fitted. But, like, I don't like how we meet the Rancor, and then suddenly Boba Fett is riding the Rancor. Like... We, we didn't get to see them form a bond, like, I, I love animals in movies, I, I love it, I love it when they have, like, a space dog, I, I absolutely love that stuff, but, like, they just skipped all the myth, all, all, like, all the bonding, like, I'm not saying that should have been the whole show, but there should have been, you know, in, in, like, every episode, there should have been, like, you know, here's a scene of him doing something with it, you know, just, like, you know, a quick two-minute scene to build up to him writing on it in the finale. Right, like, Danny Atreo's like, oh, it will take tons of discipline and training to ride the Rancor, and then we never see any of that, and I'm like, even a montage exactly. or something, and then he's like, oh, what are we going to name you, and he's like scratching it behind the ears, and what are you going to name him, because we never find out. 
Yeah. Like, it was so much potential with that, and they just did not deliver on that. Like, it was cool. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we at least got to see a bride to Rancor, because that, that would have been a huge disappointment yeah. if we didn't. But, I don't know, it just... <laughs> Uh, and then, I guess, you know, leaping ahead to the final battle, um, like, the final battle of the droids, that use of the, the concept art droidicas, that was really cool. I liked that. But why... Oh, yeah. But why didn't... Wait, actually, there. Why didn't Boba just go get his ship and just kill everybody there? <laughs> I don't know why he went and got the Rancor instead of, like, the Slave yeah, One. Yeah, like, oh, I'm not gonna... F oh, yeah, I'm not gonna flee. I'm like, you don't have to flee on the ship. The ship could fly here. Like, I just felt like Boba Fett just forgot all tactics. He's like, yeah, we're going to stay right yeah. here in this abandoned, like, bar that was destroyed. Instead of going to, you know, a secure location, you know. But, but, <laughs> but you know what? To be fair, that's kind of on brand for Star Wars. It's, hey, instead of doing the logical thing, let's do the thing that will look the course. Like, Star Wars has, has done that before. They'll do that again. Like... I'll let them get away with that because at least it looked cool. I I guess in a sense, but I was just like, why did they they just he just spread his whole team out? Like, it was kind of weird because I was like, all right, if Boba Fett's supposed to be this crime lord, like you don't see Jabba like fighting hand in hand, so it was just weird that like his army was like four guys. You know, it, it just... Yeah. I felt like he should have had some more muscle. But Fennec Shan literally had to be like, excuse me, Boba Fett, like, you have a lot of money. You could hire people to work for you. And he's like, oh, yeah, I forgot that you could do that. So... Uh, but I do want to address what I felt was simultaneously the best part of the series and the worst part of the series. And that was the... The, well, the Mandalorian. The fifth and sixth episode. Exactly. Like, it was the worst part of one way because you take it, the, you know, the two of the last episode, two of the last three episodes, and Boba Fett's in literally two minutes of one of them. I was... So, in that regard, it was terrible. Ruined the... I mean, the narrative wasn't that good to begin with, but you made it even worse by just taking us away from it for so far. So, on one hand, it's the worst thing about the show. On the other hand... I mean, they were just awesome episodes of The Mandalorian. Yeah. No, th that's a huge problem. The, those two episodes were easily the best. I mean, like, between Luke Skywalker and, like, the Temple and Ahsoka and just it, everything was just amazing. Those were the two best episodes. But there were obviously episodes of The Mandalorian that were just cut out and inserted. And it simultaneously made both shows worse. Like, I get that there's cross, yeah. there's cross synergy... Like, I get, understand it's like, oh, well, you want, like, with Marvel, you want, oh, well, if you watch WandaVision, you want to watch Falcon and Winter Soldier. But they don't just cut yeah. one episode out of Falcon and Winter Soldier and drop it in the middle of WandaVision. Yeah, exactly. Like, it was, <laughs> it was fine, uh, the Mandalorian being in the last episode. Like, okay, yeah, Boba Fett recruited him, but it's like, like, that's fine, but his story should not be taken over. I'm not being what everybody's talking about. Right, and and then it simultaneously makes it worse for the experience of watching The Mandalorian because the book about Fett as a, on balance isn't that good, and now if you watch, if you're like, oh, I'm a fan of Mandalorian, I want to watch The Mandalorian, you have to watch the book about Fett because it would be confusing yeah. if suddenly Grogu's yeah. back with The Mandalorian 
which I think takes a lot away from the heartfelt ending of season two. Because if you just start season three, he's just, oh, yeah, I guess he's back. Like, yeah, which is a conversation I had to have with my sis- sister and brother in law because they love The Mandalorian. They're like, they weren't really interested in Boba Fett. I'm like, well, you gotta at least watch the last three episodes or else you'll be totally confused next season of The Mandalorian. Yeah. And it's true. It's like, it shouldn't be that way. Like, like, like I said, uh, I like the crossover of like, sure, you can have the Mandalorian in there, so it's like teasing people to go watch your other shows, but don't exactly. don't make it so that it's just confusing for everyone who's trying to watch them. Exactly, like he's and I, I, like I said, I really like this storyline. I like how how you're starting to see that you know maybe he's not so. He started that there's more than one way to be a Mandalorian. Like, he made it, he took off his helmet, but notably, he did not give up his armor. Like, like, technically that's what he should have done if he was following the religion. He should have given up his armor there. But he didn't. And I love this, I love the character development of Mando in in, in these episodes. Yeah. I love seeing him learn the Darksaber. And it was all... I love... I love Grogu. I mean, in case you couldn't tell by my hat, my shirt, the these things behind me. But yeah, I love Grogu. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who doesn't? Like, I love. It was so cool seeing him and Luke, and like him training more. Like, I, I, I was cool to see him do more than just look cute and like actually kind of yeah evolve a little bit. And you know, I was surprised with how much made... we got of him. Yeah, I love that he made the decision to leave. Like. It was, you know, I, I honestly did not know where that scene was going to go. And it was great that my, I was satisfied with him going back. But, like, it was a great moment. Yeah, oh, yeah, so I really did not know what decision he was going to make. I didn't, and I honestly didn't think we were going to find out until the Mandalorian. Yeah, me. Lorian, which, what, he, what he chose, which, again, it, well, we shouldn't even see the choice be be given to him until the Mandalorian. We definitely shouldn't have seen what he chose. Right. But regardless of that, regardless of that, though, I like that he chose chose to go back back to Mando. I was kind of annoyed that Luke is enforcing the whole "oh Jedi's can't have attachment" things. Yeah, that kind of like I know it's it's what they originally did, but it doesn't make sense for Luke to enforce that because that's how he stopped Darth Vader. By making an attachment to him, we also we don't know when in canon he does he does this. We know though at some point he trains Leia though, who is his sister, who has Han. I don't we don't I don't know if, do we know if Ben was already born when he trained her as a Jedi? We don't. Or I mean, you might be able to piece it together from like the timeline, um, mm-hmm. but but. Uh, but the point is, Leia clearly had attachments when he trained her as a Jedi. So, and then eventually he trains Ben, his nephew. So, it, the whole, I mean, maybe, like, if we see more of young, younger Luke, we'll see how he decide the attachment rule was wrong, and they're explaining it. But right now, that does leave a big plot hole, is that he's enforcing no attachment, 
yet he trained Leia anyway. Yeah, that really disappointed me to see that. And like you said, I yeah. I do actually think that they are building to Ahsoka because I mean clearly Ahsoka is not a Jedi. She abandoned the Jedi way because she thinks the Jedi mm. rules are you know bad you know for reasons from the Clone Wars, but. I, so I think maybe during her show, Luke will kind of have a character arc where he finds a new balance of, okay, enforce some of the principles of the old Jedi, but like mm. make it my own and make a new Jedi Order. Yeah. And I think that might carry through. It depends on, on how much they actually want to do with like, you know, are we going to basically... Because then you get into the sequel territory. We know his school has to be destroyed, which is kind of why we knew that Grogu... Yeah couldn't choose Luke because Disney was never going to let, you know, Ben Solo kill Grogu. Mm. So, yeah. you know. But, but, yeah, but also going forward, stop with this digitally recreated Mark Hamill. Just cast Sebastian Stan as Luke already and be done with be done with this CGI nonsense. Although, to be fair, it was significantly better this time around than it was last time. Yeah, it was better, but still, it's like, no, just cast cast a younger actor, namely Sebastian Stan, who Mark Hamill has even signed off, basically, uh, for him to play Luke. Mm. So just, like, not officially, but he he openly acknowledged how much they look alike. Like, so it's just like, just cast him already. Like, I don't... Yes, it looked better, but still, there's just no need to recreate digitally the a an actor. I mean, it's just unnecessary. I I agree with you, but uh, but I feel like they're too far down the path. They've invested so much in this technology. Like, if you were gonna introduce a new actor as Luke Skywalker at the end of season two of The Mandalorian, when all this awesome stuff is going down, and then Luke pulls off his hood. That's the moment to reveal the new Luke Skywalker. It would be weird. Well, actually, it would be weird if it's like, oh, okay, we're doing CGI recreations, CGI recreation, and then suddenly it's Sebastian Stan. Well, actually, see, I get why they did the CGI recreation for the End of Mandalorian because they wanted to have a home that, hey, it's Luke, like, and because they were so secretive about him even being in the show. But see, now they, now that it's not a secret, they could just be like, hey, we cast Sebastian Stan as Luke Skywalker. We don't have to be all secretive about it. Hmm. Yeah. And then, because also, if it was Sebastian Stan, they would be like, wait, is it Luke? There'd be that moment of confusion. The CGI-ness, why it looked bad, it was clear who it was supposed to be. Yeah, I just, I like I said, while I 100% agree with you that that's the route they probably should go, I actually think we're going to see the complete opposite. I am 1,000% waiting for the deep fake of Han, and I'm 1,000% waiting for the deep fake of Leia. That The Leia one's going to be the trickiest well, no. one, but... Well, we're not going to see a deep fake of Han. They already cast young Han. But if this isn't young Han, this is Return of the Jedi Han. They're not. They're uh, not, not going to cross the streams with Alden playing Han Solo, especially. I, th I think they would. I, I, I think they would have him aged up a little bit, which is much easier to do. And Harrison Ford is not going to return for his show. He's not. Yeah, you, but you don't need him to. 
Yeah, but you need to sign off on it. I think, I think they're gonna use, they're gonna, they're, they're use uh, the other guy. Like I said, I'm, I'm all for it. I, if, I hope I'm wrong, and that in the future we see mm -hmm. Alden and um, uh, what's and Billy uh, Lord yeah, for Billy Leia. Lord for Leia, and you know Sebastian Stan or somebody for Luke. But yeah, I really, was, Billy Lord was actually the stand-in for Leia in um. Of Liza Skywalker. Yeah, no, and and I think I think she will be again when they deepfake Leia in the future. Uh, but yeah, you know, uh, because I do think I I I mean this is, kind of goes beyond the Book of Boba Fett to the speculation of, you know, there's some kind of gathering storm of characters. Uh, I think at the end of the day they're going to do the Thrawn trilogy, or at least as close as we can in new canon. Um, and they're gonna have the original three back together again. Oh, well, like I said, if they do, they should do new actors, not these stupid deep fakes. I just think, like I said, I I hope you're right, but I think they've invested so much money in this technology that they don't want to go back. Like, can we see some more Donald Glover Lando, please? Because he was oh, perfect that, in that role. That if they ever do a a, a like younger Lando, it had better be Donald well, Glover because there's a Lando, there's a Lando series in development. I don't know what stage of development is. Though, do they never even announced? Is it Donald Glover? Is it Billy Dee? Like, I don't. They mentioned it was in development. They never said though where the timeline it was going to take place. I think the. I don't know if this was ever confirmed or if it was just a rumor, but I think the idea was it was going to be like Young Indiana Jones, where it was going to start with Billy D. Williams Lando, and then he would be like telling you the Calrissian Chronicles, and it would cut to younger Lando. Because I think Billy D. Williams is that I would love. I would love Billy that. Billy D. Williams is almost retired, so he's either not going to be in it or he's going to be like just introducing it. Yeah, I don't think. Unless, again, they go deep fake or something. There's no way he could do any sort of action sequence. He could barely stand, honestly, like, to do the scenes that he was in. Um, you know, but that's why he's seated in, in so many of the scenes, that, like, in Rise of Skywalker. Um, so, but we'll see, we'll see. Circling back to the, the Book of Boba Fett, I think... You put it what, best. What, we got off topic? Yeah, I, I know, right? Um, very on brand for us. Off topic, on brand. Um, I think this show is a cool novelty stepping stone. I don't want a season two. I'm happy I saw it, but I think they did themselves a disservice by not just picking one villain, one story, and telling that instead of just kind of making a mishmash of action figures. Mm. See, it's funny how you say you want a season two. I actually kind of do want a season two because I want them to do it right. Like, like I don't want another season of this. No, I want a second season where it's actually all about Boba Fett and they actually give him character development. So I would be down for a second season if, if they do it right, though, this time. And not just do the same thing they did this time, and I just uh, which is like not no clear story arc. I just feel like the they used like it kind of similar to how I feel about some of the sequel trilogy stuff. I just feel like they already used up the interesting story beats, like 
we know we saw him escape from the Sarlacc. We saw him like usurp Jabba's empire. He's the crime lord now. Like he, we kind of That's we, saw, we saw all the flashbacks. Like what else can he do now? I, I get it's it. not that I. I get. I, I mean, you slap Star Wars on something, I'll watch it. So if there is a season two, I'm in. I'm in. But in just in terms of like, if you ask me, like, oh, if they announced it tomorrow, would I be at all excited? I wasn't even excited for the first one, so I'd be like negative excited for the second one. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just like, unless you're gonna give me more episodes like five and six, but then at that point you're just giving me the Mandalorian again. No, well, then you're just giving me Mandalorian. <laughs> so that, that's anyway, my thought. Maybe he'll show up. Wait, I would love it though if if one episode of se- season three of the Mandalorian is dedicated all to Boba Fett. I, I, I actually just to balance things. Uh, that's actually a, a fair point. I actually wish the story of the Book of Boba Fett I think could have been really cool if you retooled it to be told over the course of a season of The Mandalorian. Like I'm fine having Boba what? Fett be a recurring character. Like he doesn't get his own show. Well, yeah. He is because he was awesome in that one episode yeah. of The Mandalorian. I'm like, yeah, just give me more of that. Well, yeah. Like oh, it sprinkled been, in. Like some people propose calling it the man the Mandalorian presents Book of Boba Fett. Like making the Mandalorian and the subtitle Book of Boba Fett. Right. Which I think that would have made more sense because then it wouldn't have felt as off track when they did those Mandalorian episodes. Exactly. If it if it literally was Mandalorian season two point five, because Boba Fett, I mean. While not technically a Mandalorian, he is of Mandalorian origin, so it would have made sense to is be that, like tales from the Mandalorian. Like you know, then I'm then I'm yeah, into it. Yeah, or just call it the Mandalorian, like subtitle of the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah, I think that would have been a great idea. It, it it's like it would, it would have worked much better because it. I mean, there would still be the other storytelling issues we had, but at least it wouldn't be the whole. Hey, why you get? Why are we getting the whole this? Dinjarin's content in here. Right, I think, I mean, to me, it seems like Star Wars' biggest uh, problem is managing expectations. Like, between the sequels and the, the shows, um, it seems like the biggest problem they have is that they, they, they're not marketing things in a way that sets people up for what they're actually getting. So everyone in their mind mm-hmm. is like, oh, this could happen, this is going to happen, I want to see this, I want to see that. Like, well, the internet is terrible for Star Wars. Like, I mean, not even getting into the, all the toxic fan base, which I'm not, again, not getting into that, but it's one of the most toxic fan bases there is. But just in general, all the theories, it's fun to theorize, but then people get, well, especially with Star Wars, people get too offend, offended when their theory isn't what what ends up being true. Right. True with Star Wars. And, and, like, that's why nobody liked Wait, Wait Nobody. It was great storytelling, but you know, it, it didn't fit their headcanon, and that's why people didn't like it. Not because the storytelling was bad, but because you were like, she's going to be Obi-Wan's daughter, she's going to be Obi-Wan's daughter, but, and you were disappointed because that's what you set yourself up for. See, I would say that, except for the fact that, you know, and this is, you know, I disagree somewhat. I think that, yes, in a, to a point, fans create their own disappointment when they think their theory is going to be true and they get too into their own headcanon. But on the other hand, I think, you know, certain things like 
Boba Fett being the main character of the book of Boba Fett. Like, there are some things... Well, that's not headcanon. No. That is what you're supposed to do on a show. But that's what I'm saying is... I, it's all the outside stuff. Like, if you looked at any of... Mm. Like, like I'm sure you saw some of the interviews and stuff. Like, outside content about Rey. And it's like, ooh, who is she? Who are her parents? Like, I don't know. Like, if they would have just called her ray nobody or ray smith or whatever then that wouldn't have been a problem like they but, but they see, feed but see, this they... this like speculation machine like the the context but see is that there. was the whole point though but see but see with ray nobody i thought that was the whole point was to build build it up to be something and then i i felt like that was the point like you think she's somebody because she has to be somebody because everybody in Star Wars is related to somebody. But that's so, like... But... Like, in... The, but why? Well, we're getting really off topic here, though. Yeah, I, my point... The, my larger point is just that I think Star Wars needs to be a better at just telling you what you're getting. Like, the what's on the box never matches what's inside. And, like, it... The stuff is good. Like all of the, the 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 content they have, the characters, the actors, the writers, the special effects, everything inside is awesome. And I think if they just were better at marketing it and saying, "Okay, hey, like this is the kind of thing you should expect," which is why I think everyone's so excited about Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Watch, Obi Wan Kenobi's gonna be some like art piece film about him farming for seven episodes. <laughs> but I well, cause the other well. I'm actually, actually, I'm very curious. What the heck is Obi Wan Kenobi going to be about? Because it's like I've always uh, was under the impression that nothing happened during that time period. Like, like I know he watched Luke grow up, but like I really didn't think he did anything there. Yeah, the during that time period, I thought thought he was just you know, like you said, farming. Like, so I am very curious about. What are you going to do, and how are you not going to make some holes in canon by doing this? Um, yeah. No, I, I, they're going to have to tread very lightly to not mess with canon, because, like, you know, like you said, basically, they've told us, you know, nothing happens in that time. So they're going to kind of sneak in one adventure. It's like, oh, well, nothing except that one time when I fought Darth Vader. <laughs> you know? Like, they're going to they're gonna have to play very fast and loose with canon on that one. But I think the reason that yeah. people are excited is because it is more like, all right, we know we're going to get you and We know kind of the general thing of what's going to happen. I mean, not like the plot, but I don't know. But Has Liam Neeson been no, he's being very coy, and this is another because one of those it would people make are going to... complete sense for him to appear as a Force Ghost. It would make complete sense, but then... They even implied, don't they imply that at the end of episode three, it, that he's going to be yeah, it's, it, training with his ghost? It's actually even more than that, like, I don't know if I mentioned this in a previous episode, but, like, in the script for episode three, uh, Qui-Gon does appear as a Force Ghost, but the scene was cut because Liam Neeson had a motorcycle accident, so he couldn't appear. So they just rewrote the scene to be like Yoda telling Obi-Wan that Qui-Gon can become a Force ghost. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So and I, think I really... It's been implied in edited materials. He invented Force ghosts almost. He did. Hasn't that been implied? Kind yeah, of? it is. It, yeah. it is implied. So I'm just like... 
you know, and I always was like, you know, back in the day, I was like, oh, George, like, you're already making a special edition. Edit Liam Neeson in as a Force Ghost. So this is the deep fake. This they didn't have the deep fake. This is our then. this is our chance. Come on, Liam Neeson said he would do it. So let's let's make it happen. But yeah, so yeah, so I I mean I don't want him to be like a big part. No, but no. he should be making an appearance in it. Yeah, he should be like Luke in the Mandalorian, or Luke. Excuse me, Luke in the Book of Boba Fett. That level of appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but. Circling back, I don't know, what would you... Do you have any closing thoughts about the Book of Boba Fett? Well, it's funny. I can't give this a number rating. I really can't. Because... Like... I love when they... The Mandalorian episodes, but it went so off track. I cannot give it a number. I guess seven, but it's like... Not a hard seven at all. What about you? I would say... If... Making the original caveat that, like, if somebody told me, oh, this is season 2.5 of The Mandalorian, this is Mandalorian colon The Book of Boba Fett, if you told me that, then I would give this show an 8. Uh, maybe a 7.5, because it was kind of weak at parts. Um, but if without that caveat, I, I'd have to give it, like, a 6.5, maybe a 7, because mm-hmm. it just was all, yeah. all over the place. Like I said, cool stuff. If you ask me to, like, rate this is a key example of the sum like the product being less than the sum of its parts like every individual yeah like i definitely agree. i watch every episode i'm like ooh, eight nine this is a cool episode this is a cool episode but they just didn't add up to anything so that i i very much agree with what you're saying there all right but i think we we talked about boba fett and a bunch of other stuff that was totally off topic enough. I think we can call it a wrap. Alright. Alright. So, I'm still JD. And until next time, I'm still Mike. Goodbye. <laughs>